0: call is now being recorded
1: good morning good afternoon good evening my name is reggie bullock and this is the this is recorded podcast uh i want to thank everybody for listening uh wherever you're listening from anywhere i appreciate it uh please subscribe like get on instagram i don't have a snapchat i'm too old for that shit i don't really know how to work that shit <laughs> but i guess that's <laughs> what we use now uh but, uh, I've been telling you niggas to comment, but I guess you gotta write a review, cause I guess a lot of people listen to this shit on Apple Podcast. so write a review. Like, let me know what I could do better, what I could do the best, what you wanna hear, what type of interviews you like, what kind of topic you like, me and my wife talking about, whatever you like. It's, uh, write a review, I guess that's what you gotta do. Or a SoundCloud, you can, uh, comment on this shit, but hey, I wanna interact with the people. If people listening to it, I wanna know what they like about it, so, uh, Let me know. Um, I interview today It is Black History Month, even though black history should be every day to black people or so. But uh, it's Black History Month. And uh, I went to school with this dude uh, that I'm about to get into this interview with. uh, And I was interested in the past year or so. I've seen a lot of his posts. And I'm like, oh, a lot of black history stuff, a lot of black knowledge things to that nature and I'm like, Wow, this seems totally different from what I known him for at high school and I've seen he's making a positive approach in his life and he's doing a lot of things for the youth, a lot of things for the community, a lot of things for most importantly his family and his son and his lady and just really taking on a thing of his own and just really it really caught my eye. It was really interesting. So I was like, I gotta get him on in the perfect time. They Disney did Black Panther on Black History Month. This is recorded. It's my Disney. So I'm doing it on Black History Month. So, (laughs) uh, further ado, man, it's my boy, uh, Rod G Star. So, yes, sir. Let's get into it. Uh, just tell them your name real quick and, um, where you come from. Where were you born at first?
0: Um, Rod G Star Tyler, and I was born in Los Angeles, California. Uh, Okay, South South L.A. or South Central L.A. That's where my my base is.
1: Okay, Uh, what part to be specific?
0: Um, Vermont, Mentlo, with Crips. I was born around Crips. Uh, My whole family are Crips. Uh, We stayed there for a while. Um, Then I moved to Linwood. I stayed a lot of places, Linwood, um, I, I lived in Projects, I lived in Watts, Compton, Lancaster, the Antelope Valley, uh, and now I live in Vegas.
1: Okay, so um, what was it like in your neighborhood growing up, like your earliest memories of your neighborhood?
0: Um, growing up, when I was a kid, I really didn't know too much about, you know, gang banging. so it was, a, it was like the the family environment. You know, um, a lot of women I would say that a lot of single mothers I can remember always being around the kids and women, not too many men, the men that were there, they were you know doing the things in the streets but i didn't I didn't see too many fathers around um, okay, yeah, go ahead, my bad.
1: no, I got you I keep going,
0: oh okay, I keep going, so uh. <laughs> Didn't see too many fathers around. Boom. My mom ended up getting on Section A because my dad wasn't there. He tried his best for what I know. But being a father, he wasn't. So uh, my mom ended up getting on Section A. We lived in, uh, well, house to house, you know. We lived in a shelter. We lived in a mobile uh Charlotte Parks, you would call it. Um, And then from there, it was just, you know, negativity. Not too many role models, I would say. And then um, as I kept growing, you know, around maybe eight, eight, close to nine, we moved to Linwood, California, on Carlin Street. And this is where I see actually the gang culture, you know, like full-fledged gang members, and uh, we moved to these apartments, and uh, we lived, like, in the front. We lived in the upstairs apartments, but our patio, you could see the the entrance to the apartment. So these guys was hanging out one time, and uh, they were all dressed up with the same colors and stuff. And, you know, I'm not knowing that they're gang members because it's kind of, you know, kind of regular to me to see people dressed up alike and hanging out all together. So uh I ended up meeting their little brothers. They were the same age as me. And we're still friends today. Uh Dante and Damien. And um they're telling me these are their brothers and they're homies or whatever. And um we became close friends. My mom ended up messing with one of the dudes or whatever. So we're hanging out with them and I'm um, growing up, getting a little, you know, we stayed there for like two years, and um I saw shootouts, you know, with these guys, and um broad daylight fights, you know, we was hanging out, playing, skate, doing, you know, little kid things, hang, go seek, and all that good stuff. We would find guns around, like, it was crazy, it was a little crazy, but it was kind of normal to us, you know, it wasn't like... Like, I had this conversation with my sister that it wasn't, like, I, you know, sometimes they say people are followers, but if you don't know nothing else, that's it, you know? You're not actually being a follower because you don't know anything else. There's nobody there to lead you, to tell you anything different. So we would just go on and still play, grab the gun, and still skateboard, you know? Like, oh, it's a gun right there. Grab it, show our friends, and continue playing. And then... uh. From there, um, it became crazy, you know, violence and everything. So we moved. It's about eleven, twelve year old young guy. I moved after seeing all that. I moved to Lancaster because of my auntie. She said this would be a better place for us, and my mom wanted something different for her family. And um, I have three. I have three sisters, you know, and uh, none of their fathers are there. I just want to say that because it's, it's about the man being there. So, but go ahead, brother. My
1: bad. Um. Yeah, man. That was that's was a lot already, man. So, yeah. I, um. So, so like early on in your life, uh, were you into sports or like music? Which one was more you into as a youngster? Um,
0: I tried to play sports. Really, it was dance. You know, I like to dance. I always like to dance. My dad has a lot of rhythm. You know, he, he loved to dance. And uh, I love to dance. That was my main thing. Played a little football here and there, but not like, we you know, little leagues, you know, junior leagues or peewees, nothing like that. But uh, just dancing. I love to dance and have fun. Just a regular kid, not really into sports too much, unless we played in the neighborhood. But that was it, really, with the sports thing. You know so with
1: dancing uh, music came yes. into the fact. So what was your earliest memory of music like what music do you remember being played in your household? Like your first song of music?
0: Uh shit, um you remember I said the women so they Mary J. Blige.
1: Bumping. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bumping. That's a bump pain right there, man. There Bumping, made, man. you know. That's why I, I guess that's why a lot of people can't respect the new one because if you grew up like we grew up, that shit, yeah. I had a stepfather in prison. So every day before my mom used to get ready for work, she used to work the night shift, uh-huh. seven, uh, P to 7A. As a nurse, and she would play my life. I'm like, if you look at my life and see what I, I'm like, oh shit. Here we go. <laughs> I'm like, hey, she be ready for work. <laughs> taking a shower, she play that and Jodeci.
0: But my yeah. life,
1: man, that album, a lot of youngsters was raised off of Mary uh-huh. J. Man. But yeah. what else you remember coming up? Um,
0: well, I'm in a. So, we was always family first, though. You know, I can remember that. We always had a close knit either with my mom and my dad's sister or my mom and her uh the friends she grew up with. We will always be together, you know they always looked out for each other. I always remember that that we can always go somewhere somebody's gonna look out for us, you know even though we're struggling we don't we don't have enough It was somebody there always looking out for us um and we did the same with with people too, you know always look out for your, your family and your friends, who you really call your friends, you know, not what they call friends today, you know. People meet each other for a week, and that's your cousin. But the people you really love is supposed to be there for you, you know. It's not, you don't just say, I love you, you show action behind it. I remember love, you know, because women, not, with the women, I, I I remember love with the women, with the black women, man, for real.
1: And it's crazy because you say that because, I was telling somebody the other day, it was like uh, Remy Martin, she uh, just got out of jail, and she was telling her stories. And she said, like, men, when they go to jail, it's a lot of people that go visit them, their mom, they dad, maybe, a brother, sister, their girls. They have multiple girls coming through, but they say the women, nobody really comes to see them like that. Like, They're so disappointed as a woman that you got locked up and a lot of women is holding stuff for a dude or something like that. Like you hold down a dude and you get caught up and then he leave your ass alone. And then it's like, the mom is mad at you because you left your son out here because you follow him behind this dude. And it's just like, you know, women are really, they really get, you know, uh, a lot of people don't agree with a lot of things. Jay-Z says or something like that, but he's a very knowledgeable person. He said, Besides black people, the second most oppressed people is women. Because the yeah. women, even a black man could vote before a woman could. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I and mean, that's like right. Black people was on the back burner. So really women, and I think the time is coming around and people waking up to it now, is that like women really hold it together and they really that family. Sure. And then like, how could you hate somebody that's responsible for bringing life into this world? They got to oh, hold yeah. us oh, for all yeah. this time. And then we, they bitches and they hoes and they this. We all get frustrated. We make mistakes, but we gotta uphold the queens, still all. Like right. mm-hmm. without them, there is no nothing. James My Brown, God. it's a man's world. It's a man's world, but it be nothing. But it won't but I be nothing. It he be said.
2: Nothing. He said
1: nothing. <laughs> he said that shit from his soul. He could not write that down. He sung mm-hmm. that shit from his soul. Like yo, it wouldn't be nothing. But I yeah, see the truth. from what you're saying, it was a lot of nurturing and a lot of love and a lot of family, and that's what – with this podcast and all that, I want them to know that, you know, and that people see that, hey, when you see gang members and you see black people and you see aggression mm-hmm. and you see that, what you also don't know is there's love, there's family, there's community, there's yeah. bonding, there's good times, there's bad times, but it's always – a lot of togetherness, so it's all sure. that whole don't judge a book by its cover That's kind true. of thing, and I'm trying to shed the, I'm trying to really shed the way that the bad of gang members and let people know why certain things happen a certain way or, mm-hmm. or drug dealers or anything, like, you don't know somebody's story. Like, I work at a hospital, and they treat drug addicts or alcoholics real bad, but it's like, I don't know what they went through to become exactly. this way, so... I can't treat them like nothing. You want a warm blanket? You want something to drink? I'm going to help you out. I'm not, oh, you stink. You this, you that. I don't know what happened in their life, but in your life so far, it just seemed like you grew up in a lot of, like, just nurturing and love and a lot, you know, women, man. Women just yeah. really need to become on a pedestal, man, like, really, yes.
0: really. It was crazy because I just said at uh, the uh, event I threw, uh, you know, with religion. You know, religion, the major religions, Christianity, Islam, you know, and all these other religions that people are banging out here because I call them gangs. uh, The woman is out, you know. It's no goddess. It's no no woman on the throne with God, you know. And he Mm -hmm. he should have a woman. He shouldn't be by himself because we're not. Everything has a balance, you know. When you have fruit, when you have trees, leaves, insects, you know um all these you know fishes, animals, everything has a balance, you know a male and a female, and God has to have one too, so we have to respect the woman, you know, because she is God man that
1: that's that's deep, man, I never even thought of it that way, that's definitely deep so so when you was young. And all the things you was around and everything, like, what did you want to be as you grew up? Like, what did you think you'd be doing?
0: Uh, You know, I was a young kid in the hood. I thought I was just going to be rich with no idea, really. Like, telling my friends, and we saying, my car, my car, you know, claiming cars were ours and stuff, playing around. And we said, we're going to be rich one day. And never really figuring that out. You know, having dreams and stuff of playing Maybe I'm going to play football. Maybe I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to be a rapper, you know, and not being sure what I was going to be. Because at the same time, like I said, there wasn't no man there to to guide me and to, to play catch with, to 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 do the, you know, the manly things, to show me how to fix a car, to, you know, just teach me, to mold me, and to say, hey, look, you, you gifted. This is what you should do. You know, it was kind of I had to figure that out for myself, or me and my friends had to figure some things out. You know, and we had to dig each other up. You know, at the same time, our the women they wasn't they didn't have a lot. You know, they was they was getting government aid. You know, so food stamps, a little bit of money to pay the bills that you couldn't get all the. This one time, I wanted to play football, but my mom couldn't pay for the expenses to play uh peewee. You know, and I was sad, like. <laughs> Oh, sad as hell. And she's like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get some money. That I, you know, I'm going to call your dad. And it never happened. You know, and uh, so you were, come, I I became like, even though I had the love, I became a little angry at the same time. And that's the problem with the game banger, like you was said, like you said, excuse me, that, you know, you have the love, but at the same time when you go outside and you see other things, and these people treat you nice. They give you things. Like a lot of my family members, they're gang members. They have money. So when they would help me, when they would give my mom money, or they would shoot me twenty dollars, you know, come, you know, wipe my window off, or you know, pump my gas when I'm out with them. And I would see them, and they don't work. Yeah, but they fresh. They got all the cars. They they look good. They can help the family. So at the same time, that's what I wanted to be. You feel me? That that's. The men that was around me, that's who I wanted to be like. So drug yeah. dealers, that, Yeah, yeah. Go oh, yeah. ahead, bro. That's
1: that's definitely what it ends up being and that's why I tell people all the time, like, you look at a gangbanger and you don't understand their story for the most part. It's like they really searching for family. It's where mm-hmm. all it is is that like true or they search they see men in where as in your case why would you not gravitate towards a group of men showing yeah. unity when you've never seen it for yourself? Why yeah. would you not? Why would you, yo, Rod can't play football. I heard his mom, you know, she couldn't do it. Yo, dude down the street, he give you whatever you need to go take care of it. And then, yeah. as of him, always, you know, if say this same person give you a couple dollars here, make sure you're good there, and you know he pressed the hood, it's like I'm obligated. You gonna feel obligated, like yeah. I have to, because it's like, yo, he so does do look for out for me. Yeah, yeah, it's like, come and that's what people don't understand. And for the gang culture, it could be taken either way. Either they could, you know, they bring you in and they nurture you, or they use you because they know the young boys they ain't really gonna get no time like that. Mm-hmm. they do that's some wild too. stuff, that's why that's they started. True, true. Like in the nineties and the eighties, they have young twelve year olds, whatever, hustling. Because if you get caught with some crack or whatever on you back in the day, you're going to go to juvie for a couple of days and get out. Like, yo, yeah. yo, you're good. That's why young boys are shooters because they're like, they're not going to charge you. they you yeah, just shoot something up real quick. And, and But that's why, for me, I'm always, for gang members, it's like them dudes is hurt. A lot of them dudes is hurt, and they're looking for either a manly figure or love, one or the other, or maybe both. They're they searching for that. That's why a lot of them join gangs because they see exactly. the brotherhood and they see like
0: they Different. get money.
1: It may be illegal, but it's like, mm-hmm. given what I'm seeing at home, I'd rather take that chance than deal with this shit that I'm going through at home every day. So yeah. it's like that shit crazy. It's just it's community, man. So, so with Black History Month and how you are it's like how you want to empower the Black community and you. I want everybody to be strong what was your earliest signs of racism that you can remember
0: well i'm glad you said that cuz i was just about to bring that up um i never knew really about racism that's what that's what some black people need to know that most black people who stay in the hood the people that are racist around us is usually mexicans asians really mexicans cuz we don't see white people as much you know mm-hmm. so I I got caught by I got called a nigger by a Mexican my first ever time hearing that in school in elementary I beat him up, boom, you know. But we I didn't think of it as racism, you know. It was just like a word he said, really. But when I really found out about racism was when I moved to the Antelope Valley to Lancaster, yep. And I was going I was going to Parkview, and I was walking home, and this white guy teenager guy. Came outside and he said, "How Hitler," and he was doing the the salute and everything like outside his house. And I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Because I didn't know who Hitler was. Really, I didn't know what, the, what are you talking about, dude. You look stupid. Yeah. Boom! I go in the house and I say, "Ma, it's a white dude up the street talking about Hitler or something." She like, "Oh, he's racist." I, I was still lost, like, huh? Like, what are you? huh? he's racist, how? You know, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And then I start from there, learning about racism and going through things in Lancaster and Antelope Valley is a big hub of racism there, you know, being called... Yeah, American. it's
1: just... Yeah, it, it's, it's wild because like, especially like, I went to A.V. and Lancaster and A.V. Mm-hmm. it was like it's hood, it's a lot, it's on the east side, it's real, it's real wild, it's real hood, mm-hmm. and like, when I went to Lancaster, it had some good people in it, yeah. but it also had like a bunch of white people that was yeah. like, yo, like, so I remember, uh, uh, you know, we don't incriminate niggas around here, so I remember yeah, a certain yeah. situation where my boy, hey, he was sitting on a bench with in ninth grade, white dude comes over, like, hey, get the fuck off our bench. It's our shit in the morning. Yeah. My boy looked at him like, the fuck, nigga, go ahead about your business. He's like, all right, I don't want to beat you up, white boy. Go ahead mm-hmm. about your business. Like, move the fuck off my pit, you fucking nigga. After that, my boy gave him a three-piece, put him in the uh-huh. headlock, and he uh-huh. just waited for security to come. Like, yeah. he just, And it was so funny because your ass was talking all that shit, and this nigga took mercy on you because he just put you in the headlock afterwards because he like, I'm going to really kill this nigga, so I'm just going to yeah. hit him three times. And yeah. I'm going to just grab his ass until he calmed the fuck down because my nigga was a real one like, yo, let me beat his ass. And then just you know, put him in the headlight. I'm going to tell the school what happened, why I fucking swung on his ass. And then that yeah. was it. And then, you know, it's just like and there and then like in California where people may not know, where people mm-hmm. listening may know is this black and Mexican wars every single year and they start in the prisons. And it's bleed out into the streets every year. So, yeah, Lancaster, AV, whatever, that shit, that ain't some shit that most people go through in high school. Like, this prison-style shit in high school. Like, and I've always, I've been cool with both. So I'm like, yo, I'm the fuck out of this shit. Like, yo, I'm just like, yo, I'm out of here. Like, yo, I ain't in the middle of this shit. I already know somebody's going to get hurt for real, for real. And I'm like, nah, Because yeah. I, walk, I walk a lot of places solo. So if I ain't a part of no shit, where the fuck y'all niggas going to be at when I'm walking <laughs> around solo, nigga? Hell no. Nah. Like, it, if we was gang gang, nigga, hey, I'm good. Like, we got to do whatever. We, we got to. I got to at this point. Yeah. Or get yeah. EP, whatever shit. Uh-huh. So it's like, but since I wasn't in no shit, I'm like, nigga, I'm going home, nigga. <laughs> Tell me about who got beat the fuck up tomorrow. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> shit, I remember Lancaster niggas was motherfucking throwing shit. Mexicans yeah. on one side, blacks yeah. on the other side, and and then yeah. for that Big it Rumble. was during school, so
2: shit, yeah. it was Big during Rumble. school,
1: so I had no choice. I remember one of the first times I saw you. Funny story is Mexican dude came by the spot under the stairs one time. You yeah. laid the nigga. I was like, goddamn. <laughs> Oh, you I, remember that. I remember that. I was like, oh, def- shit, because he came I over definitely. like, what's up, fool? And you laid <laughs> this nigga out with, like, two clean swoops. I was like, goddamn, this nigga really got hands for real. But shit, that's, that shit, it, it's crazy. like. But in California, a lot of it, like you said, y'all live in the hood, so it's like, or well, niggas live in the hood, it's like, yo, you're going to see Mexicans or Asians. But, like, for other people, it's mainly white people. But when you go to Antelope Valley, it's like, yo, it's white people and shit like that. So how was high school for you in, like, your time in school?
0: Uh, school, so Parkview, you know, junior high, was pretty cool. Um, this, I guess this is a time where you kind of know yourself and you kind of build in your character a little bit. Um, like I said, I love to dance. And around this time, clown dancing is getting popular. So you know we we came up with our own little clown group or whatever, and uh it's booming. I'm having a good old time. I'm having fun, I'm meeting a lot of people uh a lot of the females are cool you know uh it's it's going pretty good it's it's actually going pretty good uh but in school, I'm learning racism too, because the teacher and this is the problem in the black community that we're not teaching our own children, and the white teachers can't connect with us you know they have no connection with the young black kid that want to get up and maybe dance he's a class clown and he says jokes you know but if it was her son she would get it you know the black mom is going to get it mm-hmm. when he says a joke because she can relate to it so one time i made a joke everybody laughed and the teacher said to me you won't be anything in the real uh, world you'll never be anything you will be nothing And I said, yeah, okay, you ain't nothing. And everybody laughed again. She got real angry. Get out of my class. But I remember she told me I wasn't going to be anything. You know, and um, a lot of times we get told that uh, as black children in school, that we won't be anything. Um, And then I went to Lancaster High. um, But. From when I was in junior high, remember you had, well, in Lancaster, we had colors or whatever. You had track or whatever. And then, uh, I mean, track, I, parked, I, I, I yeah, at Parkview. And uh, so, once you once you go to high school, you get the summer off. This is where everything changes for me. You know, this is where I got free time to kind of go around and see things and stuff and, and be out for a couple months. And that's where the game culture came in again. When we moved to from um, Linwood to the Antelope Valley, the first thing we wanted to do was have our own clique because we thought, you know, that's what we were supposed to do. So uh, at first we were going to be tiny gangster Crips until we found out that's a real gang. We was like, no, 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 we can't be that. We're not, we're not a real gang. We could be a clique. We could be pinouts players, you know. We was like, we like the girls. We like to have fun and party and stuff like that. But you know, like you said, brother, when you they they mold us so much to hate each other, and if you getting the the most attention, you could dance, you you know, you look fly, girls are liking you, and people want to be around you, then you get hate. And during that time, we found out, you know, people didn't like us; they were forming their own little cliques. We were going around, you know, doing negative things, and then we went to high school. Boom! And these same people you saw when you was partying during the summer, you got to go to school with them. And uh, went to high school. High school was completely different because it was more people, and people are older. You know, you got people seventeen, you know, about to be eighteen. Some people were eighteen, you know, about to graduate. And these, you know, you got down there grown people. And uh, I say high school was a good experience, um, other than. You know, the racial riots, you would call them, and uh, things like that. But I just want to go back. when we, During that time when we had our cliques, we were, we didn't have enough still. You know, my mom, she would work, and I have to bring the father in. You know, I'm big on that because I am a father. My mom would have to go to work. So I would have a lot of time on my hands by myself, you know, to to run around, to go and break.
1: Windows
0: to just do kid stuff, but I didn't have no man there to mold me and to make sure I was on the right path. To you know, with that energy, to go do this. Hey, yeah, it was most of the time. My friends, we were our own fathers. We would say, no, man, hey, go do this. No, go do this. And you know, we was our own dads because we didn't have any. And uh. My mom would work, you know. The only time I would see her when she got me up for school. Other than that, that was it. She would go to work, get off, be tired, wake me up, boom, get out of school. She's not there. She's at work, boom, same over and over. So we would go on shopping sprees, really stealing sprees. We would go, you know, steal. I don't know if you you know know about this. You take some old shoes. And you go to Ross or, you know, Marcy's or whatever, wear some shoes and trade your old shoes for the new one, you know? And that's what yeah. we have to do to stay fresh, you know? Like, we didn't want to steal because we knew we could go to jail or whatever, but moms couldn't buy you the shoes you wanted. She couldn't get you the stuff you wanted, so you had to do what you had to do. And that's what we would do a lot, me and my friends, man. Try to stay fresh and look good and then see other children with. With things and you know, get a little envy, get a little mad when this is where the you know, light skin, dark skin, you know, uh, young, old, you know, when you got people in with what, what does brother polite say? Um, economic slavery, you know, people would do anything to to feel good, to feel like they're wanted, you know, to because you look fr- fresh. You got the new shoes on, people attract to you. When you ain't got your hair cut, you can get them new J's, you know, they clown you. You know, they, they tease you and you be you become angry and you want to beat people up and stuff like that. But high school was amazing, other than the game banging part, uh, and doing negative activities. Um, meeting people, meeting a, a lot a whole different type of group of people, you know, I was always a person who gave everyone a chance, even though I would hang out with the so-called, quote-unquote, bad crowd, you know, uh, or the people who, that other groups were scared of, always gave other groups, like, a chance, you know, the weirdos or whatever that nobody talked to, or the cool kids that people don't like because everybody like them, Always always gave them a chance, you know, I became cool with every group. You know, and I can mingle in any group, just like today.
1: <clears throat> that's the that's the way to be. I mean, and Lancaster at this time, I guess it was a time frame maybe around like, you know, like two thousand one, two thousand three yeah. to about two thousand six, yeah. something like that. Yep. It was that's a crazy right. time in Lancaster, and it was a crazy time in L.A. because Lancaster really started to make a name for itself of like. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you think niggas is pussy in Lancaster, but they really not. And that's when, like, people started getting, like, shot and people started getting killed. I mean, I remember, I don't know if you remember, but the first person I knew to ever really die, like, in the street was my homeboy Devontae. He was a tall dude. Um, He used to, like, clown around a lot, and he used to joke around a lot, but they killed him. Like the story in the hood is like yo, he got killed over an I forty phone. I, I remember like that. Like yeah, that. I knew him. Yeah, like over there on I. Ah, yeah, at a party. Yeah, it was like it was like yo, that's when Lancaster started to get mm-hmm. like real. It was like oh yeah. shit, because like even in Snoop Dogg new, um, everybody should watch that shit. Snoop Dogg new youth football documentary on Netflix. He shows a little kid from uh, Lancaster. His mom you know, died in a car accident on Avenue L. Somebody hit. It was a hit and run, and they never found the person. So it's a little boy. He real angry. He go to school. Him and sister fight, and they get expelled, and they talk about Lancaster. Snoop sums it up, is that for anybody that doesn't know, Lancaster, California is a cheap place that a lot of gang members, and this is what he said as well, they move out there to mm-hmm. try to, like, start a new life, and before you know it, you got a bunch of different gangs out there and sure. it's just wild as shit, in that's because it's like, and I heard now it's really bad. I mean, I've been gone for, like, 10 years. I live in Atlanta now, but I heard it's really, really bad. And that's when, like, parties, man, like, everything was getting shot up, where people yeah. was getting a lot of time for shooting shit up, where people was fighting all the time, where it was just yeah. like, yo, leg is really not to be, and then, like, one thing, you shouldn't fear a lot of things in life, but you should fear somebody who ain't got shit to lose because that's when them niggas really don't care. Like a, a gangbanging nigga for real like, yo, I ain't really gonna do that shit. I already know this ain't about shit. But a little nigga that you meet in Lancaster, you from Compton, you from Watts. you like little nigga, you pussy, you wanna shoot that ratchet nigga? He
2: yeah. gonna do it.
1: You <laughs> gonna pull? you're like, oh shit. Like he really did. You gonna think like, nah, this nigga scared. So that's that's around that time where really Lancaster and the most dreaded place. I don't know if you remember or you felt the same way. Was the fucking fair every year before the ooh, school year started? Ooh, the fair was a place. It was a for, place where the, shit goes down. That's the where room. you
0: show up. That's where you perform. That's where you you know that was like the major. That was like summer jam for hip hop. That was like summer ooh. jam for the streets. That's where you get to perform yeah. and. And really get a name out there in front of everyone. Since you brought that up, I'm glad the you brought it up. Dollar Day,
1: Dollar Day, Dollar Day was a death wish. If you wanted to meet <laughs> any nigga that's in his teeth, you ain't seen this nigga all year. We ain't not have, we didn't have Instagram and shit like that. We just had word of mouth. Like, this nigga been saying you all year. This nigga been doing this. This nigga been doing that. (laughs) This nigga seen you back in the day. He said the next time he see you, he's going to be on site, nigga. And boy, oh boy. Like, God. I mean, it was a great time because, like, clown dancing was, like, Uh a big thing. It was like, we had that. But also, it was, man. A V fair, especially when it was on the fucking east side. Oh my yeah. god! By eight when it was the right there, when it was by AC, mm. shit. Anything Ooh. had like you have no idea what the fuck can go like niggas were fighting like for mm-hmm. real bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like that True. So I know you've been to the fairgrounds for real. Yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, like I said, we started our own little clip called PSP Pinox Players, and uh, originally it was positive, no negativity. We were just trying to have fun, party, get girls, and stay fly, you know. And But with that, it comes hate, and if some people don't like you and they want to fight you and one of your friends get hurt, like I was telling I work in Utah, and, uh, like, I try to tell these white people you know, that never been around black people, and they judge us and stuff, and they say, oh, the gang member's this. And I say, well, what if somebody hurt your your brother, your sister? What would you do? And you knew where they, they stayed at. Without a doubt, without even blinking or thinking, he said I would go and kill him. And I said, so just imagine a group of people who grew up together, you know, and are they let this person in to their family. He doesn't have a family. She doesn't have a family, and, and they take care of them. You know, and somebody hurts them. What do you think they're going to do? He said, oh, you make sense. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens, man. It's not just, we're not just coming in just to be negative or we want to kill black people. Yeah. We want to just hurt people for no reason. Really, it's about unity and coming together. But, you know, we get tricked because we don't have the right leaders there to teach us the right things. But
1: Landcast is crazy, uh, man.
0: Crazy. the the the, uh, the the fairgrounds oh yeah oh yeah that's the either the first day or like you said the dollar day the first day or the dollar day you don't want to go to neither you know because it's just gonna be people nah. who talk to all the messed up or the most stuff excuse me and you get to see them and you come with all all your friends all your family with your whoever you bring them all and you fight you know you fight and One time we had a big rumble and we shut down the whole street, you know, it was one time, and we were just going back and forth, fighting each other. You know, it was stupid. It was – because we could have been really friends. Most of the time, the people – for black people, most of the time when we fighting people, they just like us. They love the same music. You know, they love to dress the same way. They talk the same way. They just like us, but we just don't like them because of where they from.
1: But if you sit down. That's what it is, man. It's it's crazy. That's exactly what it is. Because it's like when somebody's banging the hood really, really hard, it's like they gave me everything when I ain't have shit. They gave me, like, like I feel like a part of a family. Maybe they come from foster care. Like, a lot Mm -hmm. of people that gang bang come from foster care. Like, I literally have no family. So the hood is my family. My family. They mom fed me. The yeah. mom said me, they uncle gave me a couple dollars. This dude put me through football camp. This dude, like, so when they bang in the hood and they say, man, I'll do anything, when they locked up and they still bang in the hood, it's like they gave me, and I. Feel, and that's what I really want to get through is that really with the games, it's like it's a misinterpretation of it because it's that, like, these, all these dudes are searching for family and love. That's all for it real. It's like they, they only they they hurting on the inside, but they don't know how to express it. So they express it as in, the hood is my love, and the, I got love for the hood, and like I'll do anything not stay white. They looking at the hood <laughs> as they white, black the as they white. They like yo, nigga. Anybody say nothing to the to my wife, <laughs> touch my wife, say anything, nigga. They gonna kill, and they kill for the shit. They rob for the shit. They do anything for the hood. And it's like, so these dudes are hurting and they just looking for love. And it's like, when they make it to like 25, hopefully, or 30, shit like that, they start to realize, like.
0: It's a blessing.
1: I, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know I should have went about it the, another way because it's like, I just wanted love and family. But I realize now, like, hurting my community and hurting my fellow brother is not really right. the way. And then That's anyway, me. that crip and blood, all these things was a protecting thing. If you Whoa, want to get into the real yeah, yeah if you want to get into the real let's meaning get it. of it up, crip brother. and stuff Turn like that, If you want to get into it, like, because we teaching, if you want to get into the meaning of crip and blood and stuff, when white people were chasing them around the Los Angeles, white area, areas, things like yeah. that, in trucks, they, uh, adopt it, Like, look, we're a community, yeah. and we are really going to, like, come together, and we don't fight anybody who come in the community.
0: That's yes, what
1: it originally was for. It originally was for the right thing. Like, hey, we standing up for something. It wasn't to sell drugs, and it, it was, no, exactly. it was a community of it, and you know, and things happen from it, but all it is, it always come from a good place and then turn into something negative. It doesn't it, it, mm-hmm. start out like this was a devil worship. No, it was like, look, these white people is beating us up, so it's like, you, are gonna come together and they ain't gonna come in this hood no more. We protecting the women, we protecting the children, and we protecting ourselves. Like Thank that's God. where Crip started from.
0: <laughs> you know. So and then you yeah. have you have the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers have their movement. You already know what the U.S. government did to them, you know, corrupted them and made them fight each other and put a lot of them in jail and put them on drugs, you know, and around this time. So, you got the civil rights movement where black people are together. You got a man in a household, you got a woman. You know, during this time, we're getting married, we're raising our children up. <clears throat> After that, when they killed Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, what, late 70s? Early '80s, the Black Panthers came back with a, you know, with the revolution of fighting against, you know, the police and the government, and then they hit us with crack, you know, then then they start putting all the men in jail, putting the women on, you know, with the government aid that you couldn't have a man in your household if you want us to give you free rent, give you food stamps, give you all this if you got a man, some man, bootch in your house. We would get you, we would kick you off of, you know, government aid. So women were, would shun the man out, you know. They would say, no, I can't have you here, you know. And they switched that to you can even be on probation or parole, you know, or, or you would get your Section they took in. So a lot of the times the women had to decide, do I want this, you know, my love in the house or do I, you know, keep. And that's the white, you know, the white man is the, the man of the house most of the time. The TV is the man of the house. You know, so, but what you have said with the, once they destroyed the um, Black Panthers with the game banging or with Crip, community revolution in progress or conscious revolution in progress, blood, brotherly love, old rhino, oppression and destruction, rule, Panthers in red uniforms. I am a Crip. I'm from Mint Gangster Crip. My whole family is. Um, but I'm, I'm a Crip. That's going to help my community, not destroy it. I already did enough. I'm 31 years old. You feel me? I did enough hating my people for no reason, just destroying them for no reason, and not knowing who my true enemy is and always been. You know, this is, if you know your history a little bit, uh, and I just want to give some some teachers' names out. If you look up, the mother, Mama, is Dr. Francis Wilson dr Quest wilson um, Dr Ben, Dr Clark, Brother polite, sawwason Seti. um I'm trying to uh if you they got documentaries, hidden colors, one, two, three, four, these are good, easy things you can buy. they're not expensive. these books cost ten dollars, you know, and they could give you a history lesson. Dr. Uh, Francis, she's a great master teacher, great woman, and she under, understood white supremacy through sports, entertainment, you know, education, justice, and she breaks it all down with her book called The ISIS Paper. You know, she's a great woman to research and, and learn from, for real, and she's going to teach you a whole lot.
1: Uh And
0: that's what helped me. Sorry, brother. That's what helped me, seeing hidden colors. Oh, no.
1: That's
0: that's where I woke up when I I saw – well, let me go back. Let me go back. So in school, I was doing negative stuff, and I got kicked out of Lancaster because all my friends got kicked out. You know, all my close friends got kicked out of Lancaster. So I took up for somebody else. He had had some weed, and I took the blame for it, and I got kicked out. You know, I went to Desert uh, Winds. Boom, Desert Winds. Boom. This woman, her name is Mrs. Cox. Never forget her. Great woman. She said,
2: uh, Rob,
0: what do you like to do?" And I, I, I like to work out too. At this time, you know, you gotta you gotta work out now because you're fighting and stuff. So I got my own little bench, a little uh, punching bag, a little heavy bag in my garage and stuff. And I and I've been watching boxing my whole life, but. Now, as I'm getting older and I'm fighting, I'm really intrigued. So I'm watching boxing Friday night fights on ESPN every every Friday. And she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I'll box. And she looked up a boxing place for me in Palmdale, Gracie's Boxing. And uh, I started boxing. That's what made me become a man. That's what helped me become a man because sports is good. Sports is good for us. But we don't. We succeed, and we don't come back to help our community. That's you don't mold them with agenda. Our children with a agenda and culture. You know they move out. We always teach to move out and never come back. But every other group, they come to the ghetto. You know, if the ghetto is so bad, why do people have businesses that's booming in the ghetto? It's something they tricking us. They lying to us. But. I start watching boxing, and I would see people that's Cuban, Puerto Rican, you know, Dominican. They would look black. And I'd be like, oh, the black dude can fight real good and cause he speaks Spanish. And I'm like, oh, I thought he was a nigga." People, too. And then I start. Uh, I moved to Vegas because I started getting into trouble around, I was 18. I moved to Vegas at 21, but 18, my mom moved to Vegas. I graduated. And uh, we had got our own apartment out there. And uh, <clears throat> we started getting into trouble, you know. My friends getting locked up, shootouts, you know, all this stuff, fights. And the reason why my mom moved, I want to say this, too. The reason why my mom moved, because my house I got shot up, Not because of me, not because of me. My friend was getting chased, and some people were trying to kill him, and he ran to my house. And then that started a war with us and the other guys. so boom my mom like we got to move you know what about Vegas and I didn't want to move to Vegas because I didn't want to leave my friends she ended up moving and I stayed there we got an apartment I'm still boxing I want to go back I wasn't dancing no more I had to decide if I was going to dance and have fun and try to you know help the kids or game bang and I picked that with my other friends the friends that's always been there, the friends that I see every day, the friends that, like you said, that's there for you. When you call them, when you need somewhere to lay your head, when you need some shoes to wear, you know, when you ain't got a shirt on your back, they're going to give it to you. No deodorant, no toothpaste, you know. You don't even... I have friends that didn't even know how to brush their hair, and I would teach them that. You know what I mean? Like, really, big brother are fatherly things that, that these brothers needed. And, uh, I'm about to be 21. I'm almost, you know, I could have lost my life or went to jail. That's two things. That's my decision I was gonna make. Either you move or you're gonna die. And I ended up moving to Vegas. Move to Vegas. Boom. Still doing uh boxing. I ended up doing start doing mixed martial arts. Got into mixed martial arts. Now I'm seeing Anderson Silva. I'm seeing. Brazilian people, they're not speaking Spanish, though. They're speaking Portuguese. I'm seeing them, and I'm like, oh, he's black. Again, this happens to me. I'm like, he's black. And then he talks, and it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I can't understand. You're not black? I thought she was black. I thought she was a nigga, too. You know, even my friends would be over, and they'd be like, I'm going for the black dude. You know, and as soon as he talked, oh, I thought he was black. And I'm like, he is. They're like, no, he's not. What is he speaking? What the fuck is that? I'm like, that's Portuguese. And uh, boom. So there's one time I had a, the police had planted drugs on me before I moved to Vegas. They had planted drugs on me in Antelope Valley, Lancaster. They had planted meth, crystal meth on me. You feel me? And uh, they put me in the police car. The way they searched me first, they put me in the police car. Around this time, a young kid had just got killed, murdered. And they had a witness come to uh, where they stopped us. And uh, they put us out the car. They already searched me. They said, it him? She said, no. My other cousins, they asked, no. Before he put me in the car, because I never got caught for anything. When he put me in the car, he reached in the car, he grabs a Ziploc bag, a little one with some, like, sugar in it. That's what I assumed it was. He's like, what is this? I'm like, that's not mine, sir. He said, yes, it is. He asked a uh, female officer, did you check the, the car when you left the precinct? She said, yeah, that's his. And I said, that's not mine, man. That's not mine. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. He said, you do? It's meth. I don't, in the black community at this time, we don't know what meth is. All we know is weed, pills, and maybe powder, cocaine, a little bit. And uh, they said, it's yours. And uh, I went to jail. My mom came from Vegas. You know, she said, take the deal. I took the deal. Did all the shit I had to do, pay my fines. Prop 36, had to go to drug, AAA classes. Young kid. You know, I'm watching these people. Getting up, uh, explaining their life story, how they didn't been on drugs and alcohol. And I got to get up and say, I'm not on drugs and alcohol. The police planted drugs on me. They, she, the lady laughed and said, yeah, I hear that a lot. I'm not lying. I will never forget that. Boom. And my mom, like, they, they trying to get you. You know, you know them. They're trying to get you. You know, it's either the guys that you don't like is going to get you or the police is going to do something to you. So I'm like, I'm still trying to play it off, but I end up moving, so I forget it. My mom got me a job. I'm doing mixed martial arts. Everything's pretty good, but I brought that same mentality with me still, you know? still, like, I don't care really, but I do care. I don't care, but I do care, and I end up visiting. I kept on going back like a fiend. I kept on, I got to be around my friends. I got to be around the hood. I got to, you know, get my respect from people, and people got to see me. You know, because they're going to say I'm a punk if I don't come around. People are going to talk stuff about me. And uh, I end up, <clears throat> during this time, I just left. I didn't go to court the last time. You hear me, brother? I didn't go to court the last time. And this what, this what uh, got me with my faith, too. At this time, I'm still a Christian and believing in Jesus and God as a white person, too. They're still white in my head because I never saw a black Jesus. And I, if, if Jesus is white, I believe God is white. But we all come from. God, we all God's children, but Jesus is white for sure. And That's what give white people authority with young kids in the neighborhood in, in the ghettos because we believe in white Jesus. But so, I didn't go to court. My last court day, I moved. This is like a year later. I go back. We get pulled over for the dark tinted windows, and uh, he John my information. Yep. You got a, a warrant, outstanding warrant. Take me to jail. Boom. The lady sees me. She's like, what happened? You you did this? She, she's naming everything I did correct. I didn't do anything wrong but show up to court the last day for, for the the woman to say, case closed. Boom. I said, I moved to Vegas. My mom had got me a job, so I had moved. She said, that's not good enough. 90 days. Boom. It's changed my life. It's changed my face. So, a white guy comes out, and that's when I learned about the justice system, about racism, again, like how deep it is. And it would never change because we don't run anything. So, a white guy comes in. He's been gone for two, three years. He got prior cases with drugs and everything. He uh, gives her a, a story that he had to see his daughter. You know, I'm sorry. He started boo-hooing. She said, okay. You got 24 hours to check in the AA class. And he said, huh? She said, I'm releasing you. So he's coming to the holding cell, and he's saying, the whole time I was praying to God, I was, you know, never doubting him. He's doing this for a reason. Everything is for a reason, because that's what I was told. The guy's coming to the cell. He's like, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. He comes in. He looks up. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I said, don't fucking say nothing to me. At that moment in time, I, I was like, God, how can you bless this man? When I got a job, I just bought a car, I'm doing good, I'm training. You know, I didn't do nothing but come with my friends and have fun. Why would you make me suffer? But I, I, I stuck with it. I said, you know what, no, it's okay. God I'm doing this for a reason. Went to jail, did my 90 days. Very Jail can corrupt your mind. You know, it can, it can, you can come out positive, but can it really mess you up because you're around people who don't care. You're around more people who don't give a damn. You know, and um, I kept a cool head, got out, boom. And when I got out, something was telling me like, you need to know who you are. You know, you don't know enough about people, your people, black people, Africans, African Americans. You don't know anything about yourself. That's the problem. That's what my mind kept telling me, like, you need to know more, because I, I continue watching boxing and mixed martial arts. So I put in YouTube black and all type of stuff. Egyptians are black. Jesus is black. This all-black stuff, I just start clicking, clicking, clicking. And then one time I took my uh, cousin to go get his haircut, and his barber was like, you need to watch this DVD. And gave it to him. He said, "It's the Hidden Colors. Watch Hidden Colors. I continue to watch stuff on YouTube. I end up finding out about all these people. Uh um It's a brother who got his own um, YouTube channel. Uh, what's his name? Soneta TV. He has a lot of people on there. I'll start, I'll start finding out about the Hebrew Israelites uh, in the Bible. Um, the Moors. These people who civilized Spain and Europe the second time when they were during their dark age. You know how we... How we help white people be who they are. You feel me? How the Egyptians civilized Rome and Greece and taught them how to speak and write and colors and stuff. That's why I get mad when people say black is just a color and they don't they mean evil. Well, who told these people what black was? Who told these people what colors meant? Who told them how to make colors? It was us. The, father, the fathers and mothers, excuse me, the fathers and mothers of civilization. And then Right there, I said I had to do something. Watching Malcolm, you know, watching uh, Khalid Muhammad and all these people saying the revolution will never die. It's on you, you know, to make sure we stay alive, to, to make sure this, it keeps going. You know, Nat Turner, I uh, found out about him, how he fought back, how they never tell us in school how we, how we fought back against them. How Native, a lot of Native Americans, how, we are. <laughs> a lot of us are Native Americans. You know we have that blood running through us. a lot of us have we are mixed with African blood you know so but at the end of the day, they are all the same people because a lot of the native Americans they pray to the same God they had a the sun god quote unquote sun god uh, water god rain god, but that all comes from Europeans when we call them gods they had deities they had they praised the sun because they knew that would help the the, the crops grow. You know, they prayed the rain. They would do rain dance because they knew if the rain came, they would get water. It would help the plants. You know, they praised animals because they knew what the animals would do and how they move, and they wanted to move to be quick like the, the uh, eagle or the grizzly bear. Or if you go to Africa, they got different animals that they wear to try to, you know, be like them. And you you got nicknames, people will call you. You move like a cheetah. You fast like a cheetah, you know. And that's how we are because we with nature. Sorry about that, brother. But that's what changed my life. And I wanted to start my own movement to help. And we don't do anything in California really for uh, Black History Month. And when I moved here, they didn't do nothing here in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I'm like, we need to do something. I want to do a Black is Beautiful barbecue. And some people would say, because I, I spell black with two C's, I don't do CK. So right off the bat, they say, oh, you're trying to keep it gang banging. But black is an acronym, meaning building lives actively, consciously, and creatively. We're building lives actively, consciously, and creatively it is beautiful, it is love, it is power, black power. You know, and. A lot of black people are afraid to say black power because they assume it's racist. I've never teach any young person I'm around that you're supposed to hate another group. I I teach them to empower themselves. And if you look up black power, that's what it means, to empower yourself, your community, your people, your people first. And uh, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't destroy my community. I felt I had to give back. You know, for all the wrong I did, for not knowing, and to become a leader. So no no young brother can have that excuse that I had that I didn't have a father. So that was the main thing I was saying about being a father, our big brother. You know, you can't just tell somebody to be a leader. I always got taught that. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. But how can I damn lead when I don't know how to follow? You know, when you're a good follower, you will be a good leader because you're going to make good decisions. When your friend is like, "Come on, let's go over here," you can think and say, "Nah, bro, nah, I don't want to do that." You know they're gonna start looking up to you like,
1: "Damn,
0: we would have went over there, we would have got shot too." And that's what usually happens. Just, nah, I don't want to go over there, man. You ain't got to do everything. You ain't you ain't got to be the, the the face of everything, and that's what changed my
1: life. And know that's what Sorry for me, you. man. I I was uh. Saying for you, I was like you. Your whole time I've known you or known about you was like, yo, Rod could fight. Rod is like a leader, and then all leaders have great responsibility. And they say, well, power comes great responsibility. And you had the power to go left and do some wrong things and continue to keep your community down and reign terror on people, or do whatever you want to do, or you could go right and uplift and show people, you know, hey, this is this, this is that. And then, like, I think the amazing part for a lot of people, especially when they get 25, 30 years old and they was into some wild stuff when they was younger, that when they finally get older and realize, like, that ain't really where it's at. It's like mm-hmm. you were kept here for a reason. Everything you've been through in your life was made for a reason. And it was, you were like placing these horrible situations at times in your mind is to prepare you for something greater. And for you to take your hardships and turn it into greatness and triumphs for people. And, and like, so young people, because the youth is where everything is at. You can learn mm-hmm. so much from them and they're going to yep. empower everything.
0: They're yep. going to keep
1: a, man, you talk to a three year old, a four year old, <laughs> five year old have a conversation and they tell you like something in the world of things. That's crazy. Yeah. They're five <laughs> years old, but their mind is steadily thinking about exactly. things and, you know, my 14-year-old nephews are 13, you know, like if you want them to empower stuff, that's the dumbest shit in the world. Like you a kid saying the kid's place. this kid could tell you something that could change the world today. I hate so that. you telling I hate them that. you don't need to speak you a fucking kid. You don't know nothing about life. You don't know. No, nah, man. They could change a lot of shit because the great minds a lot of times come from young minds. But they just don't know the direction. They kind of have all these thoughts. It's like it's like they playing like like a boxer. He He's hitting a heavy bag and he's hitting hit it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. But he don't know, like, what to focus on. He don't stop. But So when you get older, you learn to stop and separate where you mm-hmm. need to go and how you need to do it. But they're going so fast at a speed, they can't really figure out which idea is the best idea. So, man, to tell a kid, like, oh, you don't know, what you're, that's crazy because you need to follow the youth, and greatness is a great thing. And also, greatness is the name of your son. Why did you choose yes, that? I know why you chose that. Yes, it is. why did you choose that?
0: Uh, So... We chose greatness. I mean, my queen. Of course, because it's a strong name. But we be, we believe in our race. We believe in our people, and we didn't want it to be a, a a simple name. You know, I wanted when people hear that, if a young kid or a woman, you know, or a man hears that, it, they usually they put a, it put a smile on their face. Like what? You know, and they have to like. She's a little bit like, oh, wow, you know, of course, you get a little bit of hate, but I just wanted to make sure he was empowered early, you know, and I'm going to teach him that he has a definition. So it's to mold him already. He's going to be something great. You know what I mean? We started off like that. We're like We got man. My daughter name will be beautiful when I have a daughter. It's already set in stone. That's her name. and She got a movement. She got the Black is Beautiful movement. My son, he's gonna have some clothes. We're gonna make sure he has something. So when they're growing up, it's already theirs. And it's uh, the greatness name. Everybody use it. They want to be great. You want to have greatness. You know, it, it, that's that's why we did it. Cause we just we feel that all all our children should have amazing names like that and meanings behind it. And definitely have a meaning behind it, not just make something up, you know, have some meaning behind it. So when they explain their name to people, they know. And nobody can clown them about it and joke. I didn't know my name. Like I said, I had to research my name. I would always get teased, you know, because my name is Roderick. And people say, Roderick, dude, Roderick, you know, and i was like, ah, that's a white person's name. You know, and I didn't want to be yeah. caught that. You know, that's why I got a nickname. Call me G-Star. Call me Rod. Don't don't call me Roger. Now I own it. I don't mind when people call me Roger. I know what it means now. It means famous power in English. You know, old English. So just imagine if I would have knew that growing up, that my name meant famous power. You will feel like you're supposed to do something automatically growing up. You know, like you're supposed to be something. But... When we don't do research, we don't make sure we're the first teacher. That's the first thing with us. We let other groups teach our children. And we happy. Yeah, my my son's going to school. You should be teaching them, or right there what he's learning, how she's learning. Right, You should be right there. Don't be tired. Don't be watching Love and Hip Hop. Don't be hanging out. You should be teaching your kids every day what they should be. What, or somebody you know,
1: else is going to teach them. That's somebody else or it's the wrong thing.
0: The wrong wrong, exactly. And (laughs) And pick up that gun and hang out with with them kids over there because you ain't and then that's another thing. So with us we make sure we help other groups I mean not other groups, but other people. Like it's not just my family. Like how we 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 keep it indoors. Like my kids are doing good, you know, my little cousin doing good, but the kids he's hanging out with, their family is not doing good. So that's going to lead your, your your little cousin or your son or somebody to go a negative route. So you should help them too. It's a community. It's always a community, a nation. We're nation building. If we if we built this up with that, with us caring about each other, when a black woman is getting beat up and you don't just pull out your damn phone and say, ooh, damn world star. you Hey, get off of her, police or whoever. A man is getting beat up. You, a black man getting beat up, you feel that's your uncle, you know? One time I, I cried, bro, with the dude that got killed in um, Louisiana, the one that was selling his CDs, and they killed him, they donned him, and they shot him, the two officers.
2: Oh, yeah. And his son, oh, yeah.
0: his son was on the news, and his son broke down. He will be with no father now, you know? And I can just imagine because my. I know my dad. He tried his best for what he did, but he wasn't a father, and I know without having that. What the, and he, he saw his dad die, murdered, you know, and he broke down. And I, at that time, I'm working at the car wash in Vegas, and this racist white dude comes, and I'm guiding him on the track, and he's going too, too fast. And he starts screaming, but I'm keeping my cool. He starts screaming at me, and I'm like, dude, calm down. Just drive up slow. He said, what the fuck you say? I say, calm down, sir. Just drive up slow. He drives up. He goes past where I told him to. Now he got a bag up. He, motherfucker! I say, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to. I will fuck you up. He said, what? Oh, yeah. And he started reaching in his back seat. I said, what, what you going to shoot me? Huh? He said, that's what the fuck you want me to do, motherfucker? And this is around the same time, man, that shit happened. Dude, and I was just like. Black people don't care, man, until it's you, until it's your cousin, until it's your auntie, until it's, you know, a female you mess with or whatever, and now you care, you know. Care all the time. Care when you see some people walking. Care when you see a woman walking through the door, you open the door for her, you know. Greet your people. How you doing, sister? How you doing, brother? That go a long way for, for us. Because we have a connection Amen. together, man. That shit, it just irks my nerves when I see that. And I
1: always greet my people, I'll always say something. Go ahead, brother, my bad. No, no, I didn't even touch you on uh, I'm just saying, like, that's what I say, like, to a lot of people. I say, man, if you tell somebody, especially black people, because we know what we go through. If you tell anybody, say, hey, man, that's a nice outfit. Excuse me, miss, you look nice today. I don't
0: mm-hmm. mean nothing by
1: it. I'm just saying, you know, you look nice. Say that person was ready to blow their brains out tonight. True. You might have gave them that hope, but if you see somebody and they walk down the street, they bump into you and ask them, "Man, watch where the fuck you going? What you stupid?" You know what? You right. You right. I am stupid. So that dude might go blow his brains out. So it's like yeah. you might have got the power to save a exactly. life by saying a simple, you know, I, I see somebody. I see a lot of women at work. No disrespect. They have a haircut. And it don't look that great. But you know what I do anyway? I tell them, hey, it looks nice. Yeah, hair, your, it looks nice. You know why I tell them that? Because they probably insecure. They probably uh-huh. like, this shit looks terrible. I don't like it. Because a lot of women are indecisive. Because uh-huh. they are. And they're like, you know. So they're like, ah, oh, this shit is terrible, blah, blah, blah. I hate it. So I tell them, and I can tell they on the fence about it. So I tell them, I say, you know what, you look nice. When I know that they kind of like, it's a lie, but it helps them because they might see, you don't know why they cut their hair off. You know what I'm saying? They get cut their hair like, I feel ugly. I hate myself. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, look, even if it does look bad to me, if it'll make you feel better for me to tell you that, I'll tell you that because I don't know what you're going through in life. I don't know. And that's why, you know, when you see that little boy, Crying losing his dad, and for, you know, it's stuff like that. It hits a certain chord with people. It's things that all of us are going through that we're going to be sensitive towards certain subjects, you know, certain right. things and shit like that. Like for me, I was born, you know, my mom was like 17, my dad was like 18. They were real young, and it's like, you know, they didn't know how to nurture, and they had to work, they had to work, they had to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. And they didn't have that nurturing, so I grew up, like, I needed, I wanted some nurturing, I wanted to feel love, but it's like they probably didn't have that. So they tried their best and they provided and things like yeah. that But far as, like, nurturing and, like, hey, you did a good job, you know, hey, but, you know, I love you, blah, 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 yeah. I didn't really get that. So for me, I faced that with girls. And I'm like, yo, like, I'm going to mess with this girl, that girl, and I just yeah. jump at somebody who thinks they love me, yeah. But they really don't. It's just we doing our sex thing, we doing whatever, or she just telling, you know, I I love you to any dude until I met my wife. And then I really knew what love was. But for me, I was jumping at anything and trying to make them love, like, and show the nurturing that I never got as a kid. Because it's like when you're a parent and you're trying to provide and stuff like that, And, you know, you have, you know, my stepdad was in and out of jail. My dad ain't really have it like that at the time. They trying to just get by where they couldn't tell you, like, hey, you know, did you have a good day? Let's talk about this. So they worry about these bills. They trying to provide. You know, my my mom had five kids in one house when uh, my stepdad got locked up. She had to fucking work two, three nursing jobs just to make sure the bills was paid. So it was like. She don't have time to do that. So for me, I didn't grow up bad at all. I had decent lives, but it was like the nurturing part, I was missing it with my wife's chick. That's what I'm saying. Like we talked about before we got on this call, it was like a lot of dudes can search for a lot of chicks to stick their dick in. Like they really, that's what they want. They want to just have a good time, whatever, whatever. But there's nothing like, yo, emotionally I'm fucked up today. Can you, you know, just come by, watch a movie with me? You ain't even got to be on none of that, none of that shit. I don't want sex from y'all, I don't want nothing. I just want to, like, talk to you, have a conversation. But if all y'all do is have sex, she don't really want to talk to you, bro. She like, no, nah, like, I don't really got time for it. You know what we do, all that little nurturing shit you got to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. You feel know what I'm saying? Get off me, but yeah. That's what, I, they're like, yo, I want to be, I don't want none of that shit you talking about. So it's like, I'm like, yo, if you, I tell my young brothers, I'm like, yo, whatever you want to do, do that to the fullest. If you want to just mess around, whatever, whatever, just do exactly. that. But when you get serious, don't fuck with nobody heart. Don't do that. Because it's like, tell a girl, like, you already know what it is. I don't really want all that. That's cool. But when it's time to get serious, be serious. Because also, women get hurt a lot. And they're the nurturers. So it's like, yo, oh, why do you want to keep doing that to them? You know, but if you told her she's cool with it, then okay, but there's nothing like right when you find the queen. There's nothing like right. that shit is different. Look, that's a different thing. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm glad you said that because and that's the whole thing. So when, once I start understanding I became conscious and I I start holding myself accountable for how I treated women. You feel me? And and the stuff I would glorify and post and I, I changed that, I will post all positive things about black women everything you know how they look what they talk about whatever everything positive of black women you know to make sure they can see that that image and that's the we don't show that image we oppose some women twerking you know our fight yep. you know before we even exactly but you love your mama though or your sister you call her a bitch you know but you love your mama that I, hold on she's a mama too you know or I'll be talking yeah. to the pimp. I'll be trying to get the pimp brothers like, hey, so if somebody did that to your daughter or your sister, how would you feel? Oh, I'll kill them. Well, you're doing this, you're doing the same exact shit to somebody's daughter or sister or, you know, niece. You know, like, come on, bro. We got to wake up. And you don't, you don't understand your royalty. You know, your seed can't go in everything. You can't be just ex- exchanging energies like that. And you're taking other people's bad energy on. You know, you don't know what the hell this person been through in a life. You know, and now you bringing that into your body and your mind. You know, your temple. Until so we we got to understand that that we are royalty, man. We we actually we survived so much stuff, brother, like it, it's not too many people that I'm talking about African Americans that can survive this stuff that we've been through. And we're still here. We're still fighting. We still want to be something. You know, even though we got the negativity and everything, it's a lot of us that really want to be something, to do something. Yeah. You know, that's that yeah. that, that gene, that, that royalty gene that's in us to to be powerful people. We're not just weak people. We don't get want to get told what to do all the time and do this, do that. We want to create. We want to be creators, man. And that's when I, I try to instill in people, like, you are, if if you think you got an imagination, you are a creator. Because that's the first, that's the first part of creation is a thought. It's, once you think it, you just got to start working. You know, never give up. Never give up. When I go through this, all I'll be, man, probably I'll be about to give up. I'll be like, man, this shit is too hard once you become a person who want to help. You know, and you don't hold, you don't, you don't, uh, I mean, you hold yourself accountable for everything that you do, and You show people. And it becomes hard because a lot of people don't want to hold themselves self accountable, so they don't want to fuck with you no more. The person you used to get drunk with, you don't drink no more. So that's the only thing you had in common with this dude or this female. Y'all get, just got drunk together. Like you said, with the sex, Shit, you're only having sex with her. As soon as you start talking and trying to, you know, teach her, shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Get over here and do this. You know, with your homie you smoke weed and play video games all day. Now you'd like, hey, let's let's put on this documentary. And we just playing a game of smoking. You know, we going to the club. Now you, hey man, I'm trying to buy some black stuff and, and invest in black businesses. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga? Let's go to the strip club and throw these you know, this these hundreds and hundreds of dollars that we throwing at females, black females at that. And um uh, I think we just got to wake up from that. Not all of us. Not all of us, because it ain't going to be all of us. But if uh, a good portion of us can really bring, bring our money together, you know, and understand it's about community. Like I was telling you when we was off this, everybody should have a black community meeting, you know, all around the United States of America a black community meeting, come together with, like, five or ten families, you know, and just talk about what y'all can do in your district, your state, or whatever, you know, to help it to in better, you know, to, to make it better, excuse me. And that's what we're going to do, you know, here. We have there's a couple of the movements. We got, um you already know, the Black is Beautiful Barbecue that we do, annual barbecue. We do something for Juneteenth. Juneteenth. June... Is uh, when the last slaves were free, 1865 in Texas. That's our Fourth of July for Black people. We're gonna we're gonna set off fireworks, big water fight, food, just like it was Fourth of July, but it's for us. That's our holiday. You know, That's too many true. times we, self- we 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 get trapped in their culture and European culture. Everything is white in European culture, and it's, it has to be white is right you know once once you're talking to your brother and you saying it nigga like yeah whatever but he's seeing it on tv and this white guy said it, he come to you hey bro i was just watching tv yeah, the white dude was saying the same shit you were saying man that shit crazy you like crazy bro i crazy, man.
1: told you this two months ago like when he's we were talking yeah, about this two it, months ago, man it's it's it gets so wild it's like man it's like Yo, we have everything already here. And then even for people from, I live in Georgia, or the south and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my country. These are my fort. Like, man, Native American, the word native means you're from this place. Yeah. White, black, Mexican, none of that says native of America because Native Americans are from here. But nobody, whole so everybody they look at Mexicans and Black people as immigrants. But it's like we all immigrants coming here, whether we got brought here a different way than most of y'all. But some of us, you of we us. all Brother,
0: we're, remember. Yeah. Remember, some of us was brought on the boats. Some of us was already here. You, you go back. My family comes from Louisiana. You feel me? It's a the, one of the biggest. Native American tribes is and in Louisiana, it's a whistle talk. You feel me? Uh, a lot of my family are Creole. You know, so a lot of us Just was do. already here. You know, it runs through our blood that we are natives, but we don't they don't tell you, look, remember this, brother, that they don't show you the the Native Americans that was in the South or the East Coast. Why? Why did why don't they show you the so-called Brian Native Americans—they like. yeah, were black. They were just like mm-hmm. they looked, just like us. But of course, when they start mixing with the I mean, with the uh, the Africans, they start calling them color, Negroes. If you were an Indian and you looked like a black person, they would call you a Negro. They would call you color, nigger, African American. Yep. You know what I mean? Black. So they just start changing. But you're a prisoner of war. That's what we are, a prisoner of war. We don't understand it's still a war outside. It's still outside. They created 1865 is when the last slaves were free. We fought in a civil war between the North and the South. We fought in that war to become free. The South made all these laws up. It wasn't all these laws at first. You could go to jail for this standing in a place too long. They still do that to black people if you're loitering. you in front of the store. Police are, whoop, y'all can't do that out here. Same thing they did back in the days when we didn't have nothing to do, we didn't have no jobs, we had no land, we was all free. So they start taking us to jail. You would get you would get 25 years if you look at a white woman. And they start making money off that. They start oh we can still in the Constitution it still said you would be still you can't enslave a person unless they commit a crime. If they if they're a criminal you can make them a slave. It's still in the Constitution. This shit ain't changed. we still three-fifths of a human being in the Constitution. When, why Why ain't nobody, you know, why, why white people ain't changing that, bro? If they really care, they should be fighting for that. Like, no, this shit is still in our laws. It's, still, it's what America was built on. We need to change all this shit. Fuck the statues. Fuck all that. Take all that shit down, you know? Because if you talk about Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all these people were slave owners. The forefathers exactly. of America, they were all slave owners. They they get no respect from black people, but we do respect them. We celebrate President's
1: Day. was today?
0: We celebrate the president.
1: You know what I'm saying? And most when kids get off of school and they can't tell you nothing about nothing, <laughs> Bruh, all of that, it, it's, it's crazy, man. Like The White House built by slaves, most of this country. Which built on a slave? Like so
0: soon we I can own
1: Andrew
0: some of this ride. Ride. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy man. So shouldn't some of this should be ours. It's our birthright. That's our birthright. Well, we we built this, you you promised our ancestors some of this stuff, you know. But what people say? Lace up your own boots. You're crying. You're complaining. All black people do. They complain about everything, you know. You complain about this, but you go with black Wall Street when they tore that down. Boomin. You know, if you look up another thing, you should look up is um, I don't know if you have, but for, for the people, is the Red Summer, seventeen I think it was seventeen seventeen, if I'm not mistaken, seventeen or nineteen seventeen, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But if you put in Red Summer, um, this is when they had riots. White people were jealous because we were booming. You feel me? We were we were making it. We had our own schools. All hospitals, bus lines, cab—all it was all black. We were making it, you feel me? And they would come to our community and burn them down. Yes. These people are Christians, but they're burning down churches. You know, they're blowing up churches. You know, they're they destroying school, schools. they bombing us. They're doing all type of shit to us, man. they putting us in jail. These are the same people, man. And like I said, in the Bible it says you will pay. You're supposed to pay, man. For your forefathers. And if they put people in slavery, you should go back in slavery. And if they kill people by the sword, you will die by the sword, man. It's just it we don't like we don't like we don't want to hurt anyone. Well, that's natural for us. Unless you know, we it's our own people. We don't want to hurt nobody. Unless it's our own people. But when you talk about fighting for your nation, and your people, you become an angry black guy or angry black woman, or the thing that the government, the FBI has out now, the uh, BIE, is that what it's called? Black identity extremists, extremists.
1: Excuse me. And oh yeah, is, I think it, I heard of that. Yeah,
0: they got they got some guys in Houston right now that's locked up because they they said he was one. They locking people up. They locking black people up that That's trying to help the community that's trying to teach that's trying to man, just help and you don't gotta send your kids to the schools, man. That's our first problem. The mothers are the first teachers, man, like you said, brother, you had said it with your mom, and this with most black women they're making it not with your mom, but I'm saying she was a single mother, and she had to work twenty four seven but more black women are growing up. They they're becoming more successful with careers, you know. A lot of them don't have time to 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 have a child, to to find love. You know, you you'll you'll see women looking good, fly, nice car, everything. And she doesn't have a man. You know what I'm saying? They would be like, "Well, you look good. How you ain't got no man? I don't know. You know, I, I guess they get scared when they get around me or something." And You like what? But this is the system, yeah. though. You know, this is a system that more women are making it, you know, they're becoming successful and more men are going to jail. More men are not making it. More men are giving up, you know, so it has to be a balance there. The mother is the teacher. She is the first teacher, but she doesn't have time to. And the man is the first leader. But we're not leading. We're giving up. We're we're becoming weaker, you know, we got to fight for that, that manhood, that black manhood, and and talk to the people, and talk to the people and reach them. We got oh sorry brother, but we got Juneteenth. June seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. We will be doing something. We got black August. Um Marcus Garvey birthday will be having the um, Marcus Garvey birthday, uh the Haitian Revolution, the um Turner's Revolution, so August is a big thing. And then California they got black August. So August is a big thing for Black people. So that around that time, you a revolutionary spirit comes through. We having the um, the Black Family Community Meeting. We do Royalty Weekend in November, uh, and then that's it. That's it for right now. And, but we want to have our own holidays, man. Our own culture. We represent the red, black, and green flag. Red is for the people, the, the ancestors that died. Black is for the for the nation. And green is for the natural resources of the planet Earth. And that's our flag, man, red, black, and green. You don't have to represent that American flag. It's still just like the uh, Confederate flag. The American flag is the same as the Confederate flag. It's just the north and the south, south one. And, yeah, definitely,
1: not to cut you off, but the whole as of late with Colin Kaepernick and everything, you're mm-hmm. seeing so many American flags, and it's just, like, that's a symbol of, like, mm-hmm. people are throwing up more and more and more, and it's kind of like a secret code, and, like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is our land. Don't you forget it. it it's, <laughs> like, I ain't never seen so many American flags till Colin Kaepernick in my life. I've mm-hmm. never seen that many go flying up everywhere. they they trying to show you, and then they said, um... I think it was uh, uh, Mr. Farrakhan said Elijah Muhammad met up with the leader of the KKK. Mm -hmm. He said that, you know what, one day we're going to take these hoods off and we're going to become your judges. We're going to become your teachers. We're going to become lawmakers. We're going to become president. We're going to become a bunch of different things because we're going to play the game differently and we're going to get smarter.
2: And that's what it
1: is. It just seems like as of late, y'all taking the Confederate flag down, but we are flying this American flag. <laughs> a lot of places are bringing up these American flags, but if you only if you're a dummy, you're not going to really get what's going on here. This past Super Bowl and different things, you see so many American flag things that you've never seen before in your life. It's just like whoa! It's like a Doctor Influx.
0: Let, of look family. her up, brother, Doctor Francis Clough Wilson. Doctor Francis Clough Wilson. I'm a child of hers. You feel me? Doctor Francis, she breaks all the signs, symbols, sports, games that we play. Well, all this stuff means, man. She breaks it down. She's a great teacher, woman. You know, this this problem with in uh defeminizing the black man, you know, making us more soft. <laughs> like a lot of mm-hmm. black men are becoming real soft, you know, real mm-hmm. sugary, you know. Yeah. That's another thing that's that's stopping us f- from competing. Cause when you when I when people say race, I don't look at it as you know, how people look at it as a people. I look at it as a competition. So we in a race. every group is. Every nation I would say is. You know? We're in a race to, to win. But we're not. We're helping them win. We're giving them water. You know how in the marathon there would be people <laughs> right there with the water. Oh yeah. Oh they come yeah. Running. Even that's us. That's us. Like, oh you thirsty, huh? Go ahead. You gonna win, Master. You gonna win. You gonna win. <laughs> Little yeah. tiny lady come that do the nails. Yeah. I don't know how they how they how the hood is bad, but you got nail shops and Hair, uh, beauty supplies owned by, you know, the the Asians, and they booming. We, huh, huh, here you eat some water. You know, I'm going to buy hair from you. I ain't going to get my own. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we do. Yeah. It, it, it's,
1: it's, it's, man, it's crazy. It's like, you got to pay attention to the signs, man, or you will get engulfed in it. And then it's like, people get it mixed up and feel like we're being racist. Like, no, this is facts of what's going on in communities but then the minute you say something to speak up, you're racist or you're like a black supremacist. You're not just a white, you're like a against all, all kinds of white that. people. White people are in that. danger now. I've seen a uh, a podcast, this dude was like, man, all of a sudden, like all these black roles, it's just a big deal. In Atlanta, they filmed Black Panther. And the dude was like, oh, you know, my wife gets casting calls all the time. She didn't get nothing for Black Panther. I mean, what damn, can we have something? Is nope. what I'm saying? Like, I've been. Hell no. Nah. Shit. Can we Hell have nah. one thing? But, nope. I mean, that, that's it, man. And hey. then for the woman. Go
0: ahead. Oh, because oh, I, I was going to say, because that one thing will spark something. They know that. You know, because if you look at it, when during Marcus Garvey, when he had his movement, you have the the Moorish Americans. You have Nation of Islam. You got the Civil Rights Movement. You got the Black Panthers. They know it only takes one spark, and it's gonna it's gonna change us. Like with this Black Panther movie, a lot of Black people are coming into their own culture. We're dressing up. We're doing things African. We're, we we want to know more about our traditions and stuff.
1: Man, so they, beautiful. They,
0: yeah, beautiful right. man. But
1: remember, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they it, a, And they um, they had Chadwick Boseman on the Breakfast Club, and he said, "We need to do AfricanAncestry.com. dot com," and it yeah, was crazy that. because he said, AfricanAncestry.com dot com can let you know where your people come from, so you could directly go." And mm-hmm. connect, and they say it even might even come down to the way you dance. You talk about dancing. dancing. What if you oh, come from a tribe of dancers? Can you I tell you another know. one?
0: It's a, another yes, documentary sir. that's about to come out. It's, it's called Bigger Than Africa, and it goes through South America, you know, and Central America, and they they talk about these islands, you know, because you know them first places colonies of slavery. The islands. We are the last slaves. You know, if you didn't know that, the the African American was the, the last slaves. They went to Central America through the islands. They went to South America. Then they went to Mexico. That's why we got a lot of black people in Mexico that they never tell us about. And then us. That's why they. That's why they treated us so bad because they went through this with all them with the revolutionary spirit with these people fighting back. And doing stuff. So when they they came here to America, they was like, We're not gonna let them know anything about their culture. You're not gonna speak your native tongue. You're not gonna dance drums. We're gonna try to keep all that shit away from you guys. You know? They made it harder, but we still have it. Um the brother the the you were saying the actor, but the um the uh the guy who uh, uh shot the movie. The director? Um, the director, All right, right, he was
1: on it, he was on the
0: yeah, he was on the radio, he was on the hot ninety seven and he was explaining how he went to Africa and they was doing their little uh celebration and it was like a cookout, like like how we do it. He's like, Man, they just the same. I'm telling you, it's, it's the same way we do shit. But what I was saying in that documentary, they show dances that they do. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, my queen was like, Y'all be doing that <laughs> What?
1: And she was like, "Y'all be doing that same dance? I'm telling you, y'all, y'all be doing the same thing." Everything comes from something before us, and I'm glad you Mm -hmm. brought that up. Tell us about your queen. We need to hear like, what does she give you that gives you the power and the strength to keep going? And what has she done for you in your life that we don't hear from men that a real man could say like, what his woman gives to him to keep him going? So. She knows she can hear this and the world can yeah. hear this and know, like, what she gives to you. What does she give for you and your son and your family?
0: The the black woman. The black woman is God. So my woman gave to me strength, power, you know. Uh, she been through a whole lot. she been through when I wasn't conscious, you know. And, and when I was in, I was playing around in the streets and trying to be a player. she she been through that stuff and she stuck by me, you know, so I owe her my life for that, and once I understood how what they did to the woman, you know, and and, and their struggle, you know, her her struggle of being not knowing if I'm going to be there, not knowing if I'm going to, you know, actually be faithful, and, and I see that they always had this. They always had to be strong and Sometimes they just have to cuffin' up, you know, because they would sell the man, they would sell their son, they would kill him in front of them, you know. So i mm-hmm. she. She helps me to be more sincere, you know, to to think more, to try to come up with something to make sure we're okay. She really does though, and at first it was hard. <laughs> at first because she she was, you know, she grew up as a Christian. And when I was told her I ain't with that anymore, you know, I believe in the black family. The black family is God to me, you know. And, and she is a woman. And I, I asked her the same thing. Well, what about, why doesn't why doesn't the religions have a woman? And she said, I always thought that, you know. And I was just like, yeah. And she kind of motivate, motivated me to learn more to help her, you know what I mean? Like she would come with questions. Trying to go against what I was thinking or seeing, and it would motivate me to learn more. You know, she always she always motivates me, definitely. And I would say that to any woman, always want to motivate your man to, to to go out there and get it and to do research. Never tell him he can't do anything. You know, she always tell me I could do some shit. She be, when I say I don't know if I could do it, she'd be like, "What? No, don't say that. You can't. Like you didn't even try to research the shit yet or." You ain't even tried to do it yet, so she always motivates me, and that's that's what the black woman is. She's, she's your biggest cheerleader, you know. She really is.
1: Yeah, and then your mom. What what does your mom mean to you, and what has she oh. always been in your life, man? I know. I know oh. it's hard to get through this because I'm. From hearing this already, I'm like, man, his mom really is everything, man. For yeah, real. Yeah, my soul. mom, she really is. If you could my just god. fight through it, fight through it, just to just to speak yeah, on so it briefly, you got. I mean, my mom I already know.
0: It's
1: my mom, she
0: she is my god. You know, she is my god, man. She brought me here, so she's man, dude. She's amazing. She she's awesome, man. Like. She 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 always had to be on her own though. Like she was raised by a grandma. Her mom passed away when she was younger. You feel me? She barely knew her dad. You know, so she she always had to be strong. You know, dudes 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 were scared of my mom. You know, like if I when I go to my neighborhood, my mom is from my neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like my whole family is mm-hmm. on my mom's side. And when I go back there, they always your mom, man, dude, your mom, this, that, your mom. Like, they praise her. Like, like this woman right here is a strong woman, you know. And I saw that firsthand how she just been through so much. She's been through so much. So she gave me that, you know. She she gave me that strength to always fight back. She she would tell me that as a kid. Don't let nobody do this. And she would get mad at me if I didn't protect myself, you know, if I let somebody just put me down. You don't let people talk to you like that. You know, you speak up if something's wrong. You know, you don't you don't yeah. gotta follow people. You, if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to. She she gave me that that voice. I would say to speak up. And if if I thought of something, I had an idea. Like today, the reason why I feel this way, and the reason why I'm with my queen, is because of my mom. She said, "Don't leave that girl. She a strong woman. How many women you know that's gonna come out here?" And do this for you, you know. You get locked up, she right there. How many women you know? The little girls you talk to, you know. And mama knows. Mama knows. She'll tell you I don't like her. Uh, Something about her. I'm telling you, I don't know. You know, because my Mm -hmm. mom is a a person like this. She she come from the old school. She come house. uh, What is it? The the name I'm looking for. uh, Home trainer. You know, when you walk in somebody's mm-hmm. house, you speak. You don't speak to my mom when you walk in. If you walked in with me, she would say, uh, <clears throat> I ain't sleep with you last night. Uh, excuse me. You know, she went, how you yeah. doing, man? <laughs> you know, she yes, wants you to sure. speak. That you got to give that. If you don't give that, you rub her the wrong way. You know, you don't come in with that good energy. She can sense it. And that's what I learned from my mom. You know, to sense that bad energy and to keep fighting and the things you want, you go get. You know, and treat people fair and honest. My mom took care of all my friends. If you ask any of my friends, any of the people that you know, they would call my Mama Lisa, and she did so much for everyone. We always had kids staying with us, we will always take people in. We still do it today, you know. And that's the way – that's why I am the way I am. I always want people to win. My people – I want my people to win,
1: man, for real. We deserve to. We deserve it. Definitely. It, man, It just like from your earlier stories, man, it just seemed like, man, your mom did do a lot, but her goal always was to provide for you and the family and just mm-hmm. everything she did, all the pain she endured, the heartaches, the – Mary J. Bly's song <laughs> that spoke to her soul, and my mom so you know, like, <laughs> that was like a, a African dialect that my life soundtrack was really important to the black household, mm-hmm. especially with women in it. You know, like my dad was around, and I'm very fortunate for that, even though they were separated. When well, my stepdad was in and out of jail, and then, like, when he was going to jail, you' would be like, God, I'm in here with five kids, three of her own, and then his two, and I'm going through it, and she's just throwing Mary J. Blige, and man, just make it. But your mom, man, it just really seemed like she's always in your corner and everything like that, because I remember vividly, too. It's like literally everything in this life is meant for a reason, because I remember one time somebody was going to fight you, at the church, and I remember your mom was right there, like, where the fuck he at? I mean, what's up? Oh, like, like, We had a... I'm dude,
0: here. dude, I'm here. Chris, we like, had a period. fight. My mom was fighting with us one time. This dude called us a nigger. He said, go back to where you come from.
1: We said, what,
0: dude? <laughs> like, what? And my mom yes. was fighting I, with us, dude. Like, that shit was crazy. man. Yes.
1: I just mama, remember, like, I was like, that shit is crazy that... This dude, mom is just standing here to make sure no shit go down, to make sure it's a fair fight. Y'all yeah. you know, had, like, a cheek or something like that, I think. She she wore a truck, and she yeah, just sat yeah. there and yep. was like, yeah. what's up <laughs> with it? You know, That's like, I, crazy. Mean, That's crazy. I mean, it was just like certain things in life is glimpses. And it was like, I just remember your mom sitting outside of the truck, like, right. yo, who the fuck is here to fight my son? Like, I just want to make sure it's a fair one like y'all can do whatever you know i just want to make sure it's fair and i just remember certain shit like that it was just like man the unity and then i mean now i understand why it was like your mom told you to stand up for yourself and she also wants to let you know she always got your back no matter what no matter what and that's a beautiful thing that's a really beautiful thing because like i said i always look for that nurturing because my mom was always she was busy and she was busy mm-hmm. trying to take care of us so i understand it but i was missing that nurturing but it's like i really admire the people like you my boy kenny shout out to the whole ellie Lennon clothing everybody go get that but um your stories are with your mom and you know so i admire those stories because i never really knew exactly what it was like because yeah. my mom she had to provide so you know i was like yo She don't really have time to make sure everybody's okay. Like, uh, emotionally, she don't have time. So for you and Kenny and stuff like that, I'm like, yo, I really admire those stories, man. So, man, shout-out to your mom. Shout-out to your queen. Shout-out to greatness, the whole uh, black, everything that you're doing. Black is beautiful. Black
0: is beautiful family, you know, building lives actively. Can Can I do
1: something real quick? I need your slogan. I don't think they yeah. know, so I think they need yeah. to know
0: your slogan. Me, Go ahead. Please. Let me do it real quick. So what it do, what it do? Another day, another dollar. You cannot tell me black men are lazy at work seven days a week. Salute, salute to all my brothers and sisters out there that's taking care of their kids and their families, making sure they're in their kid's life. Finding me necessary and making sure they teach. Remember, mothers are the first teachers and fathers are the first leaders, and you cannot run away from that. Black is an acronym meaning building lives actively, consciously, and creatively' it is beautiful as love is power, black power now Gu naozi now, now Pendawan and that's Swahili at
1: the end, man, and people don't know you do that every day, every yeah. day. It's not a game, it's not a catchy, it's not I'm woke, it's a real he does this every day, every single day. He goes out and he lives it and he stands by every day. So my last question for you is what is your dream for the black community? Like, what is your, like, the, you when you leave this earth or wherever, however we go, nobody really knows until it, till it nobody happens. Nobody really What nobody is it you want to see? <laughs>
0: uh, I would want to see, to be honest, the black family teaching their children. Like how they do it in Africa, how they do it in in Cuba, and in, in these places where we outnumber certain groups, you know, um, and we do we can do that in in different states, in different cities too, you know. We outnumber certain groups, but we don't teach our own history. So if we celebrate our own history, our own people that fought for us, I would love to see that because it a uh, it a uh, when you have culture. You know what you're going to eat, what you're going to dress like, you know what you're going to buy, so we can keep that money in our community. That's the biggest thing, culture. You know, language comes with culture. All that stuff comes with culture. And uh, that will be the, the most important thing because we celebrate everybody else's culture. And, we, you know, all the holidays, well, how we talk, how we dress, well, we got hip-hop, but hip-hop is getting... Whitened out now, so we don't control it anymore. But culture, teach your children. You are the first teacher. If black people just understand that when you're talking, what you're watching, what you're doing, you are the first teacher. Don't say with Mrs. Whoever, Mr. Da Da Da. You are the first teacher. I just want to see that. <laughs> that'd be amazing. That would help us so much if black parents understood they are the first teacher. Or any person that's older understood that you are the first teacher. So what you show, that's what the kids are gonna do, what you teach.
1: Yes, sir. Man, I really appreciate it. I've been mean, I've been trying to get this for a minute because I mean I just was watching I guess you on Instagram, I was like, Oh I know Rod and what I know Rod for is Rod got hands shit I know Rod Ain't no funk, man. I always knew that you were a leader and it was just like it's good to see that you using your leading skills in a different and a positive way. And when people really stop fear because fear controls everything, religion controls by fear. A lot mm-hmm. of things are ruled by fear. So when mm-hmm. people get over the fear and start getting into the understanding of what why certain things are, they're really open their eyes. So when people don't look like Oh, it's guns around. Oh, you might get these person riled up. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. They'll know. Don't I like fear that. Fear nothing, man. Don't fear nothing. <laughs> Nina Simone had the biggest thing ever. She said the way, the best way to really be free, to truly be free in life, is to live life with no fear. It could be burning all around you, but if you're not scared, that means you're free. That spirit is free. Yeah. Nina Simone, blood on the lead. Strange fruit hanging from the Let me tree. <laughs> say, man, strange fruit. Do you know what strange fruit is, brother? That's me yep. and you uh-huh. yep, hanging right. from the trees. And who yep. is that? A woman. People need to understand me swimming. We got to stop treating them like shit. They're powerful. You know, bro. it really burns me up, man. Like, it really tears me up. If I get in an argument with my wife, man, afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what did I just do? Because it's like, I don't want to be doing this shit, but it's like, For you real. know, you get wrapped up in the world and all that shit, but it's like, a woman really, really, it's just, man, their mother earth, their everything, Tell they it really true. bring all of this Tell on the surface, truth. man. It's like, she wasn't scared. She made songs, Mississippi, God damn, like, what's going on in here, man? Like, people need to watch her documentary on that. True. You got true. damn true. Netflix.
2: Use this shit love. for good
1: cause, Man, yeah. I'm telling you, because Nina Simone's Strange Fruit hanging, they like it because Kanye used the sample for some other shit, and it's a good beat, but her song, Strange Fruit. Yeah, that was old. Like, that was old,
0: Kanye. That was old,
1: Kanye. No. Yeah, that was <laughs> old, Kanye. We, we, we trying to get my brother back, man. Kanye, Kanye man, I'm going to go on my little Kanye West rant real quick. Kanye <laughs> gets so much. I'm gonna keep talking this shit until he comes back right because it's yeah, like. Did you remember when, when he, he, was made, like he was, when it,
0: Oh, sorry. About yeah. That. When he was no, on uh, one hundred and six in Park, and he was like, "Bush don't like black people."
2: I was like,
1: "Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yo." Him,
1: when he makes, when he when he makes fucking when it all falls down, if you just listen uh-huh. to that song,
2: uh-huh. like
1: I mean, a crackhead by uh crack. Jordan deal by crack, and a white man get paid off of all of that? And I'm like, yeah. God damn. He's like, I ain't gonna act like I'm holy now. I'm fucking, I went to Jacob with twenty five thousand. Like, nigga, he was speaking truths, and like, that person is still in there. So when he comes back out, it's gonna be great. But Brother. something Brother. happened to him along the way. Brother. Something happened. He lost his mind. He lost his mom. He lost he lost He lost first. He lost God. He lost everything. Yeah,
0: his everything He, his lost teacher. It. he that's who yeah. that's who was that's who he was, he depended on her. But man. with the white society, she was getting surgeries that we didn't need, man. That's no. the, I, I'm just being honest though. No. We was doing things that
2: no.
0: that's not our culture. We don't try to change our bodies and get surgeries and suck this and, and add yeah. this and put this okay. in our bodies and stuff i'm
1: just saying you know yeah. yeah and she was man when i seen her looking in his eyes and like oh no no tell him that one rap the rap that goes like this his mother knew his raps man. raps oh man. come on man. like what the Who how I many niggas you know that making a song and your mom knows it and it's like a good rap about something kind of, His mom, and the look, I remember they was in their old kitchen when he was first Uh coming out, and she was just rapping with him. Smiling, big big old Kool-Aid smile. Man, Man, I mean, the look that they gave each other, that shit was powerful. Like, she really believes in this shit. She really believes in me, and when he lost her, he lost everything, and it took in us as a black community and as people that Kanye West spoke to, we have to push him We have to keep him like you're gonna come back one day. He's gonna come back to you because his message, that college dropout,
2: was Uh not fucking
1: possible. I mean, I've been working in slave ships and I ain't made shit. (laughs) If I could buy a spaceship and fly away, god damn, like, if that don't hit you as a black man in the soul, I don't know what the fuck else is gonna hit you. Like, if my manager assaults me again, I'm gonna be assaulting this nigga like, yo. Yes, I could go on a Kanye West sermon. You know, what like that college dropout. That shit, man. Like, really spoke. Like, to whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what is he talking about? And everybody had to get him out of the paint because he was too powerful on his own. Yeah,
0: he was speaking. Yeah, too he, was, powerful. He, was, he
1: was.
0: He was doing everything himself too. You know. So it
1: was, yes, sir. And, and, and nobody believed in yeah. him, but his mama. Everybody's yeah. like, nah nigga, you make the beats. You don't do nothing else. You make the beats. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I rap, I rap, I rap and nobody believes him. But you know who believed him? His mom and when she died he lost his mind.
2: He really love, did. Yeah. Yeah, really was over.
1: We can try to bring him back, but it's gonna be hard because I can't bring his mom back. And his mom that that scene with them rapping in the kitchen and her just believing in him and like there's not like a woman behind you. And just feeling that joy and really believing in you. And the whole interview today, you said how women empowered you and believed in you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just
1: like, come on, man. Come the on, revolution man. We'll
0: the, the revolution starts with the woman first. Because she is the first teacher. So if she wants us to be warriors yes. and fight back, she's if she wants that, we're going to be that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. she wants a baller, we're going to try to get all the money we can. You know, she wants you to be smart. You gonna you gonna act smart like a mother. You know, whatever she wants, she yes. is the first teacher, man. And w- once we understand that, once we understand that, Dude. empower your woman. For the men out there, tell her every day she is the first teacher, man. She is the first teacher. You are the first teacher. You know, you are yes, the sir. first teacher to like make, make yes. sure she knows that. You know, because people look up to her. You see, all these women yes, want to be. There. All these women want to be her. You see them. You see them.
1: But, yeah, I mean, you, you got to let them know that they beautiful because some days they might not be feeling beautiful. So you got to let them know you're be- you the most beautiful woman in the world. I mean, the world. I tell my woman, I said, oh, you know what? You're a queen and you don't even know it. You don't even know you was here before. You was on the pedestal before. You don't mm-hmm. even know. It. You was here. You was the overseeing all this shit. And I'm with you. Because I know that with you, I could find me. I could find my peace. I could find my king, my throne, to sit right next to you because I see it. When you look yep. in somebody's eyes, you can tell their whole life story. You could tell, man. And I knew for a long time, I said, man, this dude was a leader because he was already leading. It was a negative way. Like in yeah. uh, high school, if you wanted it to be that way, but I at wish the same I time, like you said, man. Damn. Yeah, but but at the same time, you can't knock that because you help brothers out, you said, with deodorant or food or whatever it is. You help them out. So I'm never going to criminalize anybody. Yeah, at times we could have did better, but at the same time, it was some good in that. When you brought them in, maybe some people ain't never see a relationship between a son and the mom good like you and your mom.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, in the midst of all that, it was some good in that. So we never... On here, on my platform, I'm never down in no gangster shit, no gang banging, no whatever. Yeah, we could have did better, but guess what? All that shit is by design to lead us to today. So none of that shit, you don't take none of it back. Because it's like, look, if it got me here, then I'm good with it, straight up. Like, that's it, man. And I just thank you, man, for coming on, for sharing your story.
0: Thank man, you, bro. And continue brother.
1: to what you're doing. Man, gonna you're going to get a I,
0: podcast. I, I, I want to tell it's the people, true. I want to tell the people, this man right here is amazing. He hollered at me. He, he gave me the call, you know. He saw something in me, and he given me his platform to talk and tell my story. and I really uh, appreciate that because we need that with black men, with the brotherhood, that a brother can see another man doing good and reach out, you know, and help him and assist him to, to be better. And I want to say thank you, brother.
1: Oh, yeah, man, that's all it is. And that's what it is. If we see more of that, it'll become the norm. They say when you practice something, you practice in that jab or that hook or that uppercut. When you do it so much and so, like, at the right precise time, you could do this shit in the dark, and you're going to hit your target because you practice it so much. So if we start this practice of, hey, brother, you're doing a good job. Hey, brother, you look nice today. Hey, brother, I like your platform. How can I help? And we got to support all that discount shit and all that shit. Like, no, you ain't going to get no discount for no white man and nobody else. <laughs> you better pay full price. Tell
2: full the truth. Full price
1: for what they're Tell selling. the truth. Dude, we That's just it, talking man, about that. On, Tell the truth. D- Discount is discounted from his family, taking man. food out they mouth. That's why I big up my brother with the Ellie Lenny, Kenny. It's like, yo, when I, where, I said, yo, I'm going to Paris. You know what the fuck I want to do? I want to wear your shit in Paris because I want uh, them to know your shit is worldwide, my nigga. Your shit is worldwide because we empowering these other brothers. Like, yo, I want to take pictures next to fucking Egyptian goddesses, the shit they stole. I want exactly. to take pictures with your shit on it because so, we're going to bring it back because your shit, this is where it comes from. I said, yo, we're going to do and it and we help each other. And that's all we got to continue to do. So I, my dream, my hope is that for all communities, but specifically for mine, because it's near and dear to my heart, the black yep. community is that we start this trend. We we start this practice, rather, that jump shot, those 16 bars. We like hip-hop. We love sports. We start this practice that it becomes easy. We can do this in the dark. We can congratulate in the dark. We can uplift in the dark we can support in the dark like we doing this to so it's normal it's not oh he trying to get over on me nah he's trying to do it no man it's like yo we gonna do this shit for real we're gonna do it right because we're not happy in these jobs that we at today anybody with the sound of my voice if you happy with that shit you going into every day and trying I'm to not, act like oh it's fine no the fuck you not
2: I don't, want don't my lie own. to
1: yourself god damn it. don't lie to yourself you want your own you want to be able to be you unapologetically, you. Yeah. So, man, let's just uplift. We can do it. It's going to be hard as a bitch, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be harder than a motherfucker. But the end result is what we're trying to go through. And, and that's why we stay in this mentality of I just want my little two-week paycheck because it's like it's too hard to try somewhere else. But, no, we can do it, man, and we're going to do it one step at a time, one person yes, at sir. a time, each teacher at a time, man, and just that's it, man. Dave, man, like I said, anybody listening to this, please write a review because I guess it's not a comment. Write a review on uh, do it. Apple Podcasts. Under do this it. is recorded. Follow me on This Is Recorded, uh, SoundCloud. Yes, this is recorded, and follow my buddy. Give them all your handles if they want to see what you on. How no, can if they, if you? they
0: type in Rod G-Star Tyler, the G and the stars together, you spell spell it out, excuse me, Rod G-Star Tyler. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on there. Um, I, and I just want to say another thing. When You said uh are other communities, but you definitely want to help yours. Fred Hampton with the Black Panthers from Chicago, 21, 22 years old, he got murdered about police and the government, but the people always speak about Chicago, young man who was helping, bringing the gangs together. He said, brown, brown power to brown people, white power to white people, yellow power to yellow people, and damn show, black power to black people. So everybody should be empowered to help their community. You know, I am a racist. I'm a racist not because I hate you. I just love my race. You feel me? I'm mean, I'm trying to compete and to make sure my family is straight. And when I say my family, I'm not talking about my household. I'm talking about my community, my nation. You feel me? These are all my people. These are all my people. And that's the one thing we got to understand. We are together in this. And it's a war outside. Now, sure. Baba, Mama, Kaka, and Dada. As black power, I love my people, father, mother, brother, and sister. I love my people, man, for real.
1: Yes, sir. And that's it, man. It's just like, like you said earlier, I didn't want to cut you off earlier, but it was like, to see all that we came through, you
2: can't
1: help but scream black power, man. We done been through too much shit. We done been through too much shit to not be like, I'm still here. I should not be here after all this shit we've been through.
2: Right, I'm still, still sure. here,
1: man. And, man, I hope this podcast, man, this episode really empowers somebody to love yourself, embrace yourself, embrace your culture, and especially black culture, man. And just, hey, that's can it. I, I can't can thank you enough, yeah. man.
0: Can I tell us, Dr. Francis close and Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, red pill, blue pill, these are p- mama Pill. Uh, Mama Pill, she 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 worked with Dr. Sabi, Dr. Sabi, um, <clears throat> Khalid Muhammad, uh you already know Malcolm X, um some of the young people that, Zaza Zaza Ali, uh that's a female, um Sainata TV, Sarasun Sedi, Young Pharaoh, Brother Polite, you are uh 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 some good brothers and sisters. Um, if you look up, if you, man, Nation of Islam, you, you know, they believe in Islam, but they some good brothers and sisters. Um, the Moor's Americans, if you look up Moor, it'll help you with civil, civilizing Spain. That's Morocco. Northern Africa is taken over by the Arabs. If We understand that the Arabs are are one of our first enemies. Before the Europeans, they enslaved us First, before the Europeans, they took over northern Africa, the ones that's enslaving the Libyans and people that's coming through Libya. They are Arabs, uh, Middle Eastern people, the ones who took over Egypt and letting people walk through a cemetery. You feel me? That's not a place you go to. That's where they bury they, they our ancestors in Egypt. You're not supposed to be going in there taking bodies out. That's very disrespectful. Somebody digged up your grandma, your uncle. You know what would you do? That's the same thing these people are doing when they go in these tombs, digging up people, ancient people that's supposed to be buried and relaxing. They're taking up their bodies and doing all type of shit, taking their DNA, um, hidden colors. One, two, three, four. Um, the hidden history of Haiti. Look up Central America, all the islands. If you want to learn about more about Black people, because we got a connection with them. We should learn a different language. We are some of the the Africans around the world who only speak English. Africans from the continent speak English. They might speak French and their native tongue. People in Central America speak Spanish and speak English when they come here. People from Brazil, Brazil have the most Africans other than the continent of Africa, the most black people. In Brazil, other than the continent of Africa. And they speak Portuguese. The Portuguese enslaved the Spaniards. You know what I mean? Like, we just just do your research, man. Do your research and learn about your people. Please. Please. We are everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Hey, really appreciate this, man. Like I said, write a review. Tell us this one was powerful, man. This one's going to shake the earth, man. So. Definitely, but I appreciate you, man, and this is recorded, man. Thank you.
2: Thank you.